On the bright side, it'll be interesting to see what it feels like to be a patient. You know people die here. You're a good friend. Uh, I do right. Come. Can I have your stuff? As you know, Mo, if you've been listening, Mo is out this week, and we got Hillary Berkey whoop, whoop, filling in. Me. But now we also have a special guest who Hillary demanded be on at least one episode. Yes, I did. And that's and uh, what Hillary wants, <laughs> Hillary gets. Demanded. <laughs> <laughs> that would be John Berkey, who's been around since the very beginning, since the very first episode of our podcast. Very first episode. And uh, uh, yeah. I'm the one that that dethroned uh, Kevin Siberius Wellborn for the championship. You call him Siberius? Siberius. <laughs> it's an S. I think okay. it's Shane. Shaneathan. Well, welcome. It's sure to be an interesting episode. It's good to be here. Coming up on today's show, Bizarre State Facts. More cheese, please. And would banning abortion be unchristian? Question mark? Let's we'll talk about that it. One first. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, it is holidays. It's holidays today. We got holidays because it's September twentieth. Yes, it is. What are the holidays? These are good holidays. Yes, I like all three of these. Today, it's National Gibberish Day. <laughs> Have y'all heard Reliant K's gibberish song? No. From several years ago. No. No. The entire song. It's like Argwu Santa Fena getting her Dunderford. It's just all. <laughs> what? <laughs> and the moral of the story is uh, stop talking gibberish or just stop talking. Ah. Uh, also, <laughs> it's National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Yeah, yeah. I love pizza. Pizza it up. And well, of all of the pizzas to get its own holiday, pepperoni. Really? Pepperoni? Pepperoni is the best pizza. Literally, yes. It is not the best pizza. It is not the best pizza. It is not the best pizza. It is unqualified. You know what the best best pizza? You know what the best pizza is? Tell me. You can fight me on it, too. It is... CeCe's used to have a barbecue... All of pizza. all of so our good. listeners just rolled their eyes in the back of their head. All six of you, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's more than that. No, that's about accurate. <laughs> At any given time, there's about six right now. All right, well. <sighs> and you need to fix the mic? Yeah, I just... Fix the mic. I'm trying. It's so hard when there's two people on the other side of the table. There we go. Okay. And last but certainly not least, it's National String Cheese Day. Which, if you bite into your string cheese and you do not make it little strings, you are eating it wrong. Fight me on this. I dare you. 
I can't eat it like biting it. Through. No, like, but that, people just, do. I know. Oh my gosh, it's the worst. Yeah, I can totally just just chomp it. You do? To be yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, when Hillary, when Hillary's I'm, not around, I married yeah. a monster. <laughs> when Hillary's not around, man, when she can't watch me, I'm going. All bets wild. are off. <laughs> I'm done with it in two bites. <laughs> Well, keeping the theme of cheese, a new study finds that cardiovascular health was positively affected by choosing cheese over other full-fat dairy sources. The American Journey of Journal of Clinical Nutrition has published multiple studies on the relationship between cardiovascular health, fat content in the blood, and the consumption of saturated fats that have found that are found in cheese. Uh, the majority of American dietary guidelines suggest keeping the intake of saturated fats to a minimum as, as they are thought to increase cholesterol levels and risk of cardiovascular disease. But new findings are showing that one must look at the whole food item rather than the individual nutrients in order to determine if it's unhealthy. Cheese, for instance, has been shown in the past and present to significantly reduce your LDL and HDL cholesterol levels. Amen. I love cheese. So go get your cheese. It's string cheese day. It's pepperoni pizza day. It's mm. gibberish day. Gibberish day. <laughs> get that as much really, cheese as you want. That's you a really match. So, so go to Pizza Hut and order as the Swedish chef. <laughs> We've already brought up the Swedish Swedish chef this week. All right. So uh, Hillary informed us what's been going on in her her life uh, when she joined us on Monday. John, what's been going on in your life? You're currently staring out the window like there's a ghost coming in. <laughs> staring out the window, it's wishing I was somewhere else. <laughs> Anywhere like but here. eating food? I would love to be eating food right now. But, um, you know, just, just living life. Just uh, uh, just leading worship. Uh, working working a whole lot. Trying to get this, uh, this blog we're doing at Highland off uh, to a good start. And... Tyler just messaged me saying me that he sent his his first one, and he asked me to let him know if it's terrible. It probably is because it's Tyler. <laughs> Don't let him know. Your first your first one was good. My first one was good. Yeah. Johnny's first one was good. It's yeah, just the, these these youth guys. I don't know if they're going to be just, good or not. They're not sure of themselves. That's what it is. <laughs> they're not confident enough. They they take on the uh, attributes they, of their youth. They also just didn't want to do it. <laughs> well, up until Thursday, uh, Brandon was doing it. Yeah. Uh, the other youth guy. And uh, apparently they misunderstood that they were sharing a slot and that they would be doing, they'd be swapping e- each month. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so they've been both riding one and Tyler's was further along. And Brandon had a bunch of junk to do, so he said, "Okay, you can just do this." Just do it. <laughs> so sounds like a conversation they'd have. Yeah, tell us about what your blog was. Oh um, lord. <laughs> oh. So, lord. without giving too much away, because you just have to go read it, listeners. Do you remember the scene at the beginning of Return of the Jedi where Luke Skywalker? Uh, jumps off of the plate. He's about to be pushed into the Sarlacc pit. And at the last minute, he kind of spins around and grabs the diving, grabs the plank and spins up and then grabs the lightsaber and just starts going hog wild. <laughs> so one day I'm at the public pool. <laughs> For more, read my blog on Highland's website. 
islandclovis.com, y'all. Check it out. <laughs> it was really good. It was a really good blog post. It really was. At least it wasn't on the high dive. No. Have you ever jumped off the high dive before? Oh, yeah. I jumped off the yeah. high dive. I, do, I used to do, like, flips and stuff yeah. in my thinner days. I used to do it all the time. I've always been a husky child. Yeah. A husky lad. Yeah. Um, but I used to jump off the high dive all the time, but now I'm afraid of heights. And <laughs> there is no amount of money you could pay me to climb up a high dive board. Yeah. Oh. Um, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. You're wearing a Powerline t-shirt. We're, right we're in the Powerline t-shirt. Just came off the stand standout tour. Standout. Goofy movie, man. That was a good movie. That was such... That was... I, I watched hey, that on VHS. Maxie. I watched that on VHS like once a week growing up. <laughs> so much. I watched that and Good Burger just back and Gosh. forth. Gosh. That was back when Nickelodeon had the VHSs and all of them were orange. Orange, orange. yes. Deidre hated Good Burger. She still what? does. What? Why? But I watch it all Did the time. Did you marry her? <laughs> Stop. They're in, they were in love. They're not in love anymore. But. She's got some good qualities about her. But... <laughs> Deidre doesn't like Good Burger? Doesn't like Good Burger. I don't know anybody didn't like Good Burger. Right? Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. It's yeah, Sinbad. It's Sinbad glorious. was in that movie. <laughs> it was glorious. Damn glorious. It really was. I won't give in. Had a uh, what's his name? Oh dang it, the old guy. Ah, oh, he was in Godfather, I think, too, or something like that. Marlon Brando. Oh, the old guy in the restaurant. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Abe. Bogota? Yeah. Or something Abe like that? Yeah. Lincoln. Hey, this is my show. <laughs> Did you say Abe Lincoln? No. <laughs> Obviously, Abe Lincoln wouldn't be in Good Burger. Abe Lincoln? <laughs> Let's just talk about movie references for, for the next hour. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Dave Chappelle's uh, original shining moment. Yeah. Abe uh, Vigoda. 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 Okay. Abe Vigoda. I'm sorry In everyone, a for, for my lack of Godfather knowledge. <laughs> I'm not. I've never seen it. <clears throat> so uh, the reason that we're talking about gibberish right now is because we already blazed through all the stuff that I had to talk about for this hour and we're nowhere near the end of our segment. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Let's talk about... So we went to... Um, Potpourri. A, no, we went no, to... No, that's, that's the... The topic right now is you can potpourri. About, no, potpourri means you can talk about anything. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to talk about flowers to make your house smell good. Um, Did we flowers. were at um, pizza place the other night, and I got was it CC's? No, it was not. Yeah. Um, and I we I got <laughs> the um, it it was called the uh, Panama pizza. It had pepperoni, sausage. What else did it have? Jalapeno. Jalapeno. And I I asked for it to be extra well, like to extra cooked. Yeah. And it took forever for us to get our food because this restaurant isn't known for its fast service. service. Um, and we were in a group of people were talking about the food and I bring it up because it's pizza, pepperoni pizza day. It, it works. And the guy was like, well, I mean, you know, it took a while for us to get our food out. My burger wasn't all that great. Her pizza was burnt. And I said, no, 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 no. I asked for this. I wanted burnt pizza. <laughs> I have tried to order pizza twice now since your recommendation. Slightly burned. Like put it through one and a half times. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody pays attention. Nobody cares. Nobody does it. Well, it makes me mad. I make sure. I make sure that they do it because here's the thing: it's I'm paying for it. It's my pizza, and you're gonna cook it to my exact specifications. (laughs) I'm just saying, one of the most extroverted people I know refuses to even let me move the car until we've checked the 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 bag, like going through Sonic to make sure we've got all the right stuff. Mm. And if we don't. Come hell or high water, we are getting it. <laughs> Who are you talking about? You! I'm not extroverted. The most introverted. Whatever I said. You said extroverted. I'm introverted. Oh. No, here's the thing. It is my job to order my food. It is your job to make sure that everything that I ordered is in my bag. <laughs> so, you bet your bottom dollar, my bottom dollar, whoever's bottom dollar, that if I order an unsweet tea at McDonald's, and I drive off and I take a sip and it is sweet. Oh, I'm going back. <laughs> and you are going to get me an unsweet tea. And for me, as long as it's in the same like general food category. No, that well, is not true. I ordered a burger. This is a chicken sandwich. But they both got bread in them. so That's not true. Because one time we were heading up to Albuquerque and we stopped at Sonic to get something. Why are y'all going to Sonic so much? There's so many better places. So Anyway, so we're stopping over at Sonic. And he orders cheese sticks. And he said, can I get ranch and marinara? Mm. And they gave us no ranch and no marinara. But this is a constant problem with, with Sonic. And he <laughs> didn't want to go back. He's like, whatever, it's done. It's done. And I'm like, no, let's go back and make sure they get us our stuff. Weren't we in Santa Rosa? No, we were in Clovis. Oh. I don't know. I don't know places. I don't know things. Locations. So this uh this article is yeah. entitled Doctor Finds Woman's uh, Doctor Finds Contact Lens Stuck in Woman's Eyelid Twenty Eight Years After She Lost It. Yeah, we already did that one. You already did that one? Not this week. Not here. Last week. Last week. You ever had something stuck in your eye? <laughs> you don't have so first of all, I can understand this because you have no nerve endings on your eyeball. Yeah. What happens is if it's if your eye stings, it's because Oils or salts from your fingers have changed the pH balance of your eyeball, of the liquids and all that stuff. So if you get something stuck back there, you can't feel it. If you get an eyelash stuck in your eye, it only hurts because of the um, nerve endings in your eyelid underneath. That's what hurts. It is not your eyeball. You could touch your eye. That's true. I touch my eye all the time. Ooh, no. So it makes it. It makes sense that if it's back there and it's if it's not bothering you, if it's not touching anything, it's totally fine. Yeah. So speaking of Kel Mitchell, what's Kel Mitchell up to these days? Nobody was loving the Lord, man. That's it. Loving the Lord and orange soda. That's what he does. Any 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 on a new show? It's on Nickelodeon or something. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like when we were watching the Oaks Kids, they were watching something, and he was on it. All I know, essentially, being is that both him and Keenan Thompson auditioned for SNL in the same year. And the stupid people at SNL didn't put them did together. not put them both on there, despite the fact that they would both come with a repertoire of already loved characters and scenes that they've both been together with. Like the French guy in the tub. Ha ha ha. Ha Let's bring all that back. Yes. yes. With the same people. Just with the older. exact same people. Yeah. Just older, yeah. Oh gosh! Let's 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 get Amanda Bynes out of whatever rehab she's in nowadays. <laughs> you two all would know. Uh, no, 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 what was no. the, We're praying for you, Amanda. What was the old? What was the 
big bigger lady who was she was like the oldest character. I can't oh, remember yeah. her name. Her but yeah. She had a fun name. I don't remember her name now. No, I'll, I'll look it up. Cast members of all that. Lori Beth Denberg. Yes, Lori Beth. Yeah. Nick Cannon was on there. Josh Server, the 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 original white kid, ear boy, and uh, yes. Pizza Face, and all the other weird characters he did. Wow. Soup? What? Gabriel Iglesias was yeah, on the Yeah, I was show. just noticing that. Jamie Lynn Spears. Danny Trambarelli, otherwise Tam- known as Pete from Pete and Pete. I thought he was Tamborelli. He was Little Pete. Tam- but- yeah, Tamborelli, sorry. Uh, I che- don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Chelsea Denzel Brummett. Whitaker. I remember her. Wow, there's a lot of people I guess I didn't see later seasons. They just need to bring it back so we can watch it. Nickelodeon, if you're listening, which I know you are. Give a girl a follow. You remember the Keenan and Kel show? Yes. Oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg's theme song. Oh, yeah. Well, not Snoop Dogg. Coolio. Yeah. Coolio's theme song. Oh, I said Snoop Dogg. Uh, gosh, just so good. Man. Throwback, it wasn't Denberg. Throwback it was, Thursday. Yeah. She, was she, is she married? Or am I thinking of a different Berg? I don't know. Mark Helgenberg? I know. I'm remembering like a Trachtenberg or something. Michelle Trachtenberg, she was in like Ice Princess on Disney. No. Nickelodeon Trachtenberg. Let's see if it pulls up anybody. It's uh, not going to. They all look the same. All of these characters oh, look well, the Michelle, exact same. Michelle Trachtenberg. That's what I said. She was on Nickelodeon too. You said the Disney though. Was she? But she was in a movie on Disney called Ice Princess. She was. With Joan Cusack. Uh, Harriet the Spy. That's where I'm thinking of it from. That's one of the Nickelodeon movies. Yeah. The original ones. Harriet the Spy. Yeah. Uh, Anybody remember Snow Day? No. <gasps> Wait. The Nickelodeon film had uh Oh, with like the globe that makes it made it made it snow? Or was that no. a Disney no. Channel movie? That was something else. Hmm. I think that was Disney. No, that had Josh Peck and somebody else. The only other person I know of that was in that movie was uh Sam uh uh uh, <laughs> he was in a show called Flashpoint. Uh, of course he was. Uh, Do you remember Roundhouse? Did you ever watch Roundhouse? Uh, Stick Stickly. Stick Stickly. <laughs> Did you ever watch Roundhouse? Which no. was like a improv comedy show as well, but they did it in this big warehouse and all their props were like cardboard. I did not. Out of the box. <laughs> Out of the box. No. Nobody. See, but, but when I grew up, like we didn't have cable. Yeah. So we had uh, Fox, ABC, NBC, and CBS, mm. and sometimes half of the Hallmark Channel. And PBS? I don't even think we had PBS. PBS was on like Channel 4 or Maybe. 1 or whatever. Uh, so like, I'd have to go to my grandmother's house, and she had Dish. Ooh. So we watch everything. Like a candy dish? Yes. With ribbon candies? Oh, gosh. All right. It's Throwback Thursday. We're playing all the classic Christian hits that you love when we come back. Fatburg Ahoy! Stick around.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm in the booth with Hillary and John Berkey. Uh, Hillary's been filling in for Mo all week, and John's just tagging along today. Just because uh, Hillary said so. I did. Officials in Michigan County said that they're hoping a massive fatberg found in a suburban Detroit sewer will help change people's behavior. The Malcolm County Public Work Office said that a sewer pipe known as the Lakeshore Inspector was found this week to be clogged by a 100-foot-long fatberg, a collection of fats, oils, and grease, as well as other items like baby wipes. To put it simply, a fatberg is gross. Public Works Commission Candace Miller said in a statement. <laughs> that was an official gross. statement. <laughs> it provides an opportunity, however, to talk with people about the importance of restricting what goes down our sewers. This restriction was caused by people in restaurants pouring grease and similar materials down their drains. We want to change that behavior. So, yes, you're not supposed to pour anything, even like olive oil, which is, you know, not super thick and doesn't really thicken up. You're not supposed to pour that down a drain because it will thicken up and add to these fatbergs, which are likely small versions of all throughout our sewers. Um, That's gross. I love how a city official could not find a better word than gross. <laughs> well, they are gross. They I watched are, an episode. Have you ever watched any episodes of Adam Ruins Everything? No. Yeah. Uh, they did one on bathroom stuff and one of the segments was about flushable wipes that's what it was about flushable wipes and how even though they write flushable on them they're, they're really not, not supposed to be flushed well they're not bio they're not right it's meant all, all flushable means is that it'll go through your home system without clogging up but once it gets down to the sewer it does mix in with all these fats and greases and bacon fat and whatever else that people pour down their drain which i've been guilty of many times in the past oh out just of in la- the past? out of laziness uh, well, yeah, I don't cook anymore. <laughs> I'm not cooking presently. I don't cook things anymore. Um, but yeah, they are nasty mounds of just grossness. Snot looking. You know what? I don't need to. I gross. Just stop. That's the whole point of this conversation. It's Michigan, the gross Michigan's people. Already are. got enough problems <laughs> with with uh, contaminants Michigan? and all sorts of nasty stuff. So you yeah. think they'd be trying to do more? To fix that. Yeah. You, you would think, but sometimes people just, people are going to do what people want to do. And if they want to throw grease down and they're like, I'm going to add to this fat bird, they're going <laughs> to. People think, I'll just run hot water while I pour the bacon grease down and it won't solidify. Well, it'll eventually solidify. I have actually <laughs> pulled a, a, uh, what would a tiny version of a fat rock? <laughs> A fat blob. A, a flat, a tiny flat blob. Uh, out of, out of our kitchen's like pea trap. Ew. Yeah, it was there. It's gross. Wasn't me. It was him. Uh, my wife. We don't. We don't flush wipes. Even though we've had a lot with our two kids, but uh, my wife accidentally flushed a pair of my son's underpants down the toilet once, and it just fine. Never had any problems. Kept waiting for a problem to happen. Nothing did. He uh, was wearing we potty training. That wouldn't so work with your underwear. No, not mine. <laughs> we were potty training, and he would not make it sometimes. And so there was a little bit of uh, residue. Residue. So she was just, I'll just run it under. I'll flush and run it under the thing. Well, slipped right out. <laughs> Stuck her hand in the toilet trying to get it out. Nope, missed it. That's fun. Yeah, that doesn't so. happen with John because he doesn't wear underwear. 
Probably shouldn't have saved this for the first hour. Probably should have saved it for later after y'all had breakfast and everything, but sorry. It's Throwback Thursday. We'll try and make it up to you with some classic Christian rock rap and what have you. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Backroom Morning Show up next. <coughs> Don't die. More coffee! Don't die, Matt. It's Thursday. We're almost to Friday. Up next, the Backroom Radio has new hosts. <laughs> Matt died in studio. Weird state facts. Stick around. Backroll morning show with Matt and not Mo this morning. Oh, Lord. Hillary still filling in for Mo. Yeah, I am. John also in studio. Yeah, he is. Say her, something, sweetheart. Her lovely husband. I'm here. Still here. <laughs> All right, so we totally forgot to do this yesterday. Uh, so we're going to have two batches of these today, but we've got state facts for you. Bizarre state facts. And up first is our home state of New Mexico. Nuevo Mexico! Upset! <laughs> oh gosh, what have I got myself into? Upset by all the psychiatrists and psychologists used as expert witnesses in trials in New Mexico, former Senator Duncan Scott proposed an amendment on a bill requiring them to dress up like wizards, wearing long white beards and waving a wand around during testimony. The Senate passed the bill, but it was ultimately removed in the House. Christ Jesus. New York. During Albert Einstein's autopsy in 1955, his personal physician, Henry Adams, took his brain, but more notably, his eyes. According to him, he snipped them, and they came off clean as a whistle. After that, he placed Einstein's eyes in a safe deposit box somewhere in New York. Just let that sink in for a moment. Einstein's eyes are still out there somewhere in a safe deposit box. Well, are they just like laying there or are they in some kind of juices? They're loose, man. Loose. They're probably not there anymore. Yeah, they're shriveled and gone now. Uh, You ever left a pickle out overnight? You wake up, it ain't there anymore. (laughs) Same thing. Animal might have taken it, but I think it just disintegrates. While many languages are spoken in the U.S., North Carolina has an English dialect spoken in a couple parts that most people living outside of the area would be hard-pressed to understand. The region has its own pocket of unique language. Do we have an called example? Hoy Toiter. <laughs> no, it's High Tider. That's how they pronounce it. Hoy Toiter. Oy vey, that's gross. Isn't that weird? So they talk like they... <laughs> it's how they talk, the hoitoiter. No, it's not quite Russian. It's a hoitoiter. It's a weird thing. A mix of. It's almost um, a Chicago thing. <laughs> it's all, uh, you know, that bears. It's a mix, yeah. Out. It's just a mix of that and Russian and. Tar Heels all the and, way. And uh, Swedish. And just a, Swedish chef, yeah. you mean? Hoitoiters. Hoitoiters. <laughs> North Dakota. 
In 2013, a very strange natural phenomenon was recorded on the Cheyenne River in North Dakota. It was a large spinning circle of ice. It looked like a giant record on a turntable. Scientists explained it was like tiny bits of ice all caught up in an eddy. Huh. So it's explainable, so it's not really exciting. No, I guess not. Ohio. In Dublin, Ohio, a monument to an inventor of various corn species resides in perfect form called Cornhenge. <laughs> It was commissioned by the Dublin Arts Council and completed in 1994. It consists of 109 six-foot-tall ears of corn statues. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. A lot of corn. Yeah. Corn as we know it today was not a thing way back when. Corn used to be all multicolored and weird. Mm -hmm. Now we got all these uniform yellow niblets in a row. Niblets. That's a fun word. (laughs) And you can only use it. With corn. It only makes sense with corn. Nothing else can be a niblet. It's got to be a corn niblet. <laughs> Say niblet, John. <laughs> N- <laughs> Say it. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Niblet. <laughs> it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Oklahoma. The only person known to get hit by space debris was Lottie Williams, a Tulsa, Oklahoma resident. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Woo! In 1997, she saw a flash of light and instantly was struck by a piece of metal. NASA confirmed it was likely space debris. Fortunately, Williams was not injured. An estimated 5,400 tons of space debris has fallen to Earth over a 40-year time span, and luckily the chance of being hit by any of it is very, very small. Except but for this that is woman. the only woman, yeah, so far in recorded history that is confirmed to have been hit by space debris. And it had to be Oklahoma. <laughs> right. Like, Oklahoma or Florida, one of the two places. I was just out here screaming at the dog. <laughs> Minding my own business trying to feed my llama, and here comes the space debris <laughs> up from the outer space. Just had a flash of light, and I was, boom, I was hitting the head. Woke oh, up the next morning. All right, three minds. <laughs> <laughs> now, every time I blink, the toilet flushes. I don't understand. <laughs> Oregon. Near Jacksonville, Oregon, they take Bigfoot sightings very seriously. So much so that they built the first and only Bigfoot trap in the United States. After someone claimed to find 18-inch footprints resembling human feet, the North American Wildlife Research Team built the trap in 1974. For six years, they filled the trap with animal carcasses. Usually, the trap was only set off by a hungry bear. though. Are are we sure it wasn't? Shack instead of Bigfoot. I mean, <laughs> he's he's got like twenty three inch feet. Right? Yeah, I don't know. he's just hanging. He's just hanging out in the woods, of Oregon, <laughs> eating animal carcasses. <laughs> <laughs> we left these ribs over here. <laughs> that was my Shack. That's, that was... that's exactly how Shack sounds. We left these ribs over here. <laughs> Gotta eat these ribs. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania. From 2013 to 2014, a male cop dressed up as an Amish woman. <laughs> a male cop dressed up as an Amish woman in Pulaski Township. Why did he do this, you might ask? Well, apparently he was going undercover to catch a man exposing himself to Amish children. The Amish community was fully supportive of him so that they could potentially catch the predator. He never caught him, but as it turns out, a similar person was caught in another county for doing the same thing. So, got a rogue so, flasher. So, so, this guy dresses up like this, I yes, might add. You're right. He's got a picture. He's like, okay, 
I'm going to try to catch this guy going around flashing Amish children, which has to be the greatest sin in all of Pennsylvania. Right. Or ever. <laughs> yeah. And he spends a year. A year. A full year. Undercover as a woman and then doesn't catch the guy. <laughs> just what? Just a year of waiting for somebody to pull their pants down. This is the biggest sting he's ever done. Never been a the, part of. That is the worst life I can imagine. <laughs> what? I wonder what his name was as a woman. Uh, Rhode Island. This little state experienced quite a big explosion in 1964 when a uranium recovery worker made a big mistake at Wood River Junction. Rather than adding, oh gosh, trichlorothane, 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 there we go, that's better, trichlorothane to a tank of uranium-235, he added more uranium, which Ooh, led geez. to the explosion. Exposed to plenty of radiation, the worker died within 48 hours. Serves him right, being a big old dummy. Just kidding. Very morbid there. I'm just kidding. Uh, South Carolina. Last one here. On May 22nd, 1856, the U.S. Senate transformed into a WWE wrestling match when South Carolina Representative Preston Brooks walked up to an unsuspecting Charles or Senator Charles Chuck. Sh uh, no, I thought that said Chuck Schumer. Charles Sumner and beat him over the head with his cane. Yes. He beat him several times before Sumner was carried away. Brooks walked out of the Senate chamber unrestrained and became a hero in his state. Why the violent act? Sumner was talking trash against one of Brooks' kinsmen, Andrew Butler. That's, that is a WWE storyline right there. That's a faction right there beginning to form. That's I mean, Ronda Rousey who, kicking someone's butt for talking bad about Natty. Yep. There was a there was another like politician from back around that time that like he would regularly like challenge people to wrestling matches to solve problems. <laughs> we can't agree, we're gonna have to agree to disagree. Let's settle this in the ring. Like Abraham Lincoln used to do that before he was president. He was just like <laughs> everything would be gone and Abraham Lincoln was ungodly amounts of strong. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> And so he's like, "Yeah, let's just let's just wrestle." Like, <laughs> Think oh, I'm wrong, right? Punch okay. you in the face. How wrong do I feel now? Boy, Four <laughs> score. Four scars and, and seventy years punches ago. ago. <laughs> Please stop. Please just stop. We could do an entire Please day stop. of this. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> My forefingers brought upon your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry and all men shall be equally laid out <laughs> oh it's time for five random facts hit us with them hillary elephants bury their dead okay that's that's weird that's the whole fact purdue university created a licking machine to finish <laughs> i'm not done it took the machine 364 licks while human volunteers got to the center in just 252. Just in case you didn't hear it over in John's dry heaving. It was finishing Tootsie Pops. Yeah, so it was, it was to test how many licks it takes to get to the center. A One, licking machine. A two, three. 
who was looking who presented the case for like getting grant money to do this because you gotta you gotta ask people and present like why this is a good idea please stop and the great people in illinois were like or indiana were like you know what you know what problem really needs to be you know what needs to be answered you know what, I, you know what question we've never had a satisfying answer to that one ad campaign from the 60s how many licks that owl always said three always bugged me so i've devoted my whole life to this licking machine because you know like he was just this inventor, and he's sitting, he's got papers all across his desk with, like, scribbles all over the place. And he's got, like, you know, a machine that wipes your butt for you, and, you know, um, a, 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 you know, just all these crazy machines. And somebody comes in, like, what you working on? I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just working on this, um, you know, deterrent for, for great, riot, for big riots that, you know, will harm no one and everybody would be satisfied with it. Oh, Cool. What's this? <laughs> I want to build a machine that licks. It's all it does. Sitting there trying it's to figure out the process. Machine. Late at night, hair wiry. Assistant comes in. Do you want another cup of coffee? Not now, Karen. I've almost got it figured out. What would be better is if it was just a napkin with the word licking machine scribbled on it. Just a wet Question napkin. Mark? Just rub it over. Just, that's mm. what he handed in. Mmm. <laughs> Next, can you demonstrate how your machine would actually work? And then he just goes and licks people. <laughs> oh, just like that, Phil. Please stop. Oh, thank Please you. Stop. Oh, All right, gosh. another one. Christmas with the Cranks was written by a famous author. Best known for his legal thrillers, author John Grisham also wrote Skipping Christmas, a novel that served as the basis for Tim Allen holiday comedy Christmas with the Cranks. Worst I love Tim that movie. Allen movie. No, I love what? that movie. What? I love that it's movie. It's gloriously bad, but it's so great. Good. It's, it's... We want Frosty. It's almost... That was my... Been... That was Dan my Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Just give us Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> almost as bad as the other two Santa Claus movies. The second one was awful. What? Oh, gosh. It was so bad. I Just the one... The one. only one redeeming scene was the... The, all the teachers getting the presents thing. Yeah. That was nice. That was but everything I that happened at the North Pole with movie. the plastic Santa. Well, that plastic part was uh, It was so like bad. If I wanted to see a Kardashian at so Christmas bad. time. Anyway. And then the third one. Not the Jack I Frost loved, one. I loved Martin Short in oh, it. I hated that one. The storyline was garbage. darn near nonsensical. Garbage. But... I, I often like wish to become Santa Claus. I don't know why anybody <laughs> would wish to not be Santa Claus. Anyway, John T. Walton, heir to the Walmart fortune, dropped out of college to spend more time playing the flute. Well, of course he did. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> He's the heir to the Walmart fortune. I need no college. The only person that does less at Walmart is the person that owns Walmart. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. All right, there is something called call of the void it's that feeling when you stand in a high place and think about jumping but you don't actually want to and you don't actually do it that's an unfun fact yeah now i've this is this is serious where i've been in that position both in the jumping over things or like walking in what, traffic yeah, yeah or like what would happen if i just floored my 
my car right now and just didn't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had that to the point where I was, I got afraid that I was about to actually <laughs> do it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I can't do that. My foot would be inching towards <laughs> But yeah, that's very strange. It is. Strange phenomenon. They're like, what if I just chop my hand off? What would really happen? You would chop your hand off. Oh, it's throwback Thursday. We're playing a lot of the classic hits. Them classic ones. From ninety five to 05 that you love. Uh, when we come back, get ready to be heart warmed. Morning show, rounding out our second hour with a heartwarming story. When a classic car was up for auction earlier this week, the auctioneer made sure to explain why the car was being auctioned. Three-year-old Liam and six-year-old Ariel Kiriluk have been living with their grandparents since their parents died in a motorcycle accident four months ago. In order to raise money for the children's future and pay for the children's medical bills, treating their hearing implants, the seniors... Hearing impairments, sorry. Impairments, sorry. The seniors decided to auction off the 1973 Pontiac. How do you say that? John, are you a car guy? Pontiac Parisienne? Parisienne? Something like that, yeah, I don't know. Pontiac car that their son (laughs) had been working on before they died. Uh, The car sold for $29,000. But then the buyer donated it back so that it could be sold a second time. This time it was purchased for $30,000, but then it was donated back again. And finally the car sold for a third time for $20,000 and all more than $100,000 was raised for the children through that auction of the one car. That's awesome. Isn't that really cool? That is really cool. I don't know why you had to buy the car. You Couldn't you just be like, I don't want to buy your crappy car, but uh, here's a whole bunch of money. But how, I don't know if it's a crappy car. I'm sorry. That was rude. How are you going to be that third guy, though? Because you're like, the last yeah, two guys. I'm going to keep The last two guys played $10,000 more and gave the car back. Suckers. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. That's At some point, you got to stop paying sure. it forward. Like... <laughs> yeah, that's true. But still, you know, he got uh, heckled a bit. It's Throwback Thursday. We're playing all kinds There's of There's no reason classic. for that guy to be heckled, though. He paid $20,000 for a car so people could, so kids could have medical treatments and junk. So not like he's being rude, like, no, I'm going to give you $500 and I'm keeping a car. No, he still paid good money. I say good on you, third guy that bought the car. What is going on outside? It's aliens. Do you hear that high-pitched people? John. John pulled a gun. This is why you're not supposed to have a gun, John. You can't make jokes. He does. No playing around with it. Here. Well, he doesn't I don't make jokes in public. <laughs> yeah. I don't wave the gun around in public making jokes. Not anymore. Going waka waka. No, <laughs> no joke. A friend of mine uh, had an airsoft gun in his truck when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. And they were doing like a police training that day at the high school, like in the parking lot or something. 
and he thought it'd be really funny. <laughs> it wasn't. To pull the gun out and start waving it back and forth. Oh my gosh, he could have gotten shot himself. I'm, I I can't believe he didn't. Oh. Yeah. He's not like wow. one of the, And he's now like one of the youth, he's a youth minister in like, in Portalis now. What? Golly. Dude, you could have died, man. All right, we yeah, were we were leaving. But he also could have lived. <laughs> we were leaving. It's Throwback Thursday. Here comes the music. When we get back at the top of the hour with more Back Row Morning Show, our final ten bizarre state facts. Stick around. Back Row Morning Show, we're kicking off our last hour of the week for the morning show. Uh, let's see here. We got 10 more, the final 10. 10, 10. Bizarre facts about our 50 states. All right. Hillary's going to read these ones. Yeah. I am. Are you ready? Are you ready? Of course, ready? If, of course if, ready? You're, if you're bad at it, I'm going to take over. That's fine. <laughs> if you ever wanted to, okay, this is South Dakota. If you ever wanted to wrestle another human being in a vat of mashed potatoes, now's your chance to head over to Clark, South Dakota and get in the ring. That's right. <laughs> John mashed is out of here. <laughs> mashed potato wrestling is a thing that happens, because why not? <laughs> this sounds like a very specific like fetish. <laughs> Don't use that word. This is a family show. An incredibly specific <laughs> Liking mashed potatoes. All right, Tennessee. After an elephant named Mary was goaded by an inexperienced innkeeper, she charged and trampled him to death. In reply, the circus took the elephant to nearby Irwin, Tennessee, and hung the elephant with a railway crane. Jeez. Jeez. There's got to be a better way to off an elephant. That circus has to be shut down now. Like, they can't... I'm pretty sure they all are now. Well, if PETA didn't get involved, they are now. Dang, PETA. Was this recently, or... No, I'm pretty sure it was a long time ago. Long time ago. I'm going to look it up. You go ahead. Texas. Last year, they hung... (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Texas. Texas. No one cares about Texas. Texas is the worst state. Shut your mouth, Matt Coker. Just trying to get a goat out of John. Sorry. 1916 was when the elephant was hung. There's a picture of it. Oh, that's so sad. Oh. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you imagined. Terrifying. Uh, Stop. I don't want to look at that. All right, Texas. (laughs) Night 1854. A handful of Kentucky settlers moved out to Texas, creating a small community that would later become Blowout, Texas. In that area was a bat... Sorry, it looked weird. In that area, a bat cave with thousands... With a thousand bats and substantial buildup of bat guano, which is full of ammonia and other flammable gases. Guano. Guano. One night... Lightning struck the mouth of the cave, igniting the mass, igniting a massive explosion of bats and their prospective guano. 
And that's how their little town got its name. Wow. That is... That's a fun story. Lightning strikes and out come a thousand flaming bats. <laughs> and their poop. And bats are... I don't know if you've ever heard bats scream. No. It is terrifying when they're not on fire. <laughs> This didn't say that they were on fire, but it had to have been. one had one could only imagine. And they got fur, so it probably Ooh. smelled too. Anyway, Utah <laughs> in two thousand one, the uh, t- the town of Lavarkin, Lavarkin came together in a council meeting meeting and voted to become a UN free zone. Even more bizarre, the council put in the ordinance that the United Nations supporters must come forward and put a sign on their lawn or business with the words UN work conducted here. They also had to file their support with the council and pay fees. <laughs> Utah, everybody. All right, you need a break to gather your tongue. I'm going to read the next one and then uh, you what? can jump back in. I just don't it. know how to read, man. <laughs> Vermont. While it's not a big deal for most people, if you're visiting Vermont and want to buy alcohol to bring back to your vacation rental or hotel, you might come up empty-handed. Why? Because unless you're at a bar, Vermont will not sell alcohol to out-of-state licenses. Uh, no liquor, no for, liquor you. for you. <laughs> John, do you want Gosh, this is the most un-American thing. <laughs> Welcome to Vermont. Live free or die. Also... <laughs> oh, wait. That's New Hampshire. Never mind. <laughs> Vermont is Bernie Sanders' hometown. Hometown? Welcome to, welcome the whole to Vermont. Si- the whole state is his hometown. One town. Welcome to Vermont. Because well, Ber- Bernie Sanders probably runs around going, that's mine, that is mine now, that is mine now, that is mine as well. I know that is yours, but it is mine now as well. <laughs> this is also mine. Vermont. <laughs> Vermont! Virginia. <laughs> New York isn't the only state with random body parts resting. What? Nope. Don't finish Stonewall, it. <laughs> Stonewall Jackson's amputated left arm is buried in, La- in Lacey Family Cemetery in Elwood. For those who don't know, he lost said arm after his own men mistook him for the enemy. dun na Hey. That's gross. All right. Washington state, not DC. We don't have DC on here. That's because Washington DC is not one of the fifty states. It's not, but it's still a, anyway. No one is really sure how it got there, but raised seven feet high inside the trunk of a tree is a is an old rusty bicycle. Many stories and legends have been spread about it, usually involving a boy in nineteen ten leaning his tree his bike his bike. <laughs> <laughs> Le- he rode his tree into the forest. Leaned it up against a bike. I told you I don't know how to read. (laughs) Leaning his bike against the tree, and it swallowed up the bike over time. Others just think it's a big hoax. Regardless, it's not likely going anywhere. This next one looks like mine. Go for it. Read it. Hosted in Pocahontas County in West Virginia, the annual West Virginia Roadkill Cook-Off is a beloved (laughs) tradition by locals where you can eat squirrel gravy over biscuits, teriyaki marinated bear, or deer sausage. After you get your fill, you can burn it off by running the Possum Trot 5K. (laughs) Yes, these are my people. (laughs) 
So I've I, had deer jerky before. We have deer sausage in it's our. It's fantastic. Um, deer sausage is really good. Elk burgers are also fantastic. Nope. It's real lean. Um. All right. Wisconsin. Rhymes with mansion. <laughs> Wisconsin. Wisconsin. If you're a fan of trolls and are not. Wah, wah, wah. Sorry. I told you these glasses don't work. Anyway, if you're a fan of trolls and not those that grace the comment section, the main street in Mount Horeb. 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 Okay. Is the place you'll want to visit. The troll way, as it's dubbed, is lined with hand carved wooden trolls. Mm. Nope. No thanks. Like the ones with the jewels for belly buttons and the hair? Do you remember Yes. when they were trying to appeal to boys with the trolls and they made these giant muscular action figures yes. that still had troll heads and hair? Oh, yeah. But they had like the jewel in their chest, so you'd move their arm one way and it would spark inside the jewel. I, yeah. I had all kinds of those. <laughs> all right. Last one is from Wyoming. Yeah, you do it. The jackalope is a hoax. Amen. Amen. Jackalopes do not exist. I believe. <laughs> so does Kevin Wellborn. Invented by Wyoming brothers Douglas and Ralph Herrick after they affixed antlers to a jackrabbit and sold the taxidermied animals and a tall tale to anyone who would believe them. The myth spread, of course, and today you can find the largest jackalope in Dubois, Wyoming. It's literally the size of a horse. Though why you'd want to find this jackalope is anyone's guess. It's huge. It's got a saddle on it. It's gigantic. I've, I've told you several times, I don't know how to read. <laughs> then why did you volunteer to read these? I just asked because nobody wants to hear your voice all the time. All right. Switching gears entirely to something serious. Okay. <clears throat> During a serious... <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't mean that. Uh, that wasn't an, uh, an intentional. Ow! During a serious XM town hall, Chelsea Clinton said it would be unchristian of the United States to return to the days before the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court decision. Co-host Jess McIntosh asked Clinton how she keeps from experience uh, generational exhaustion on the fight to keep Roe v. Wade from being overturned. She says, I look at my children and I, to quote uh, Jim Young Kim, optimism is a moral choice. Every day I make the moral choice to be optimistic, Clinton replied, that my efforts and energies, particularly when I am fortunate enough to be in partisanship with fellow travelers, hopefully we will make a difference. Clinton said that because of the number of women who died from poorly performed abortions before Roe v. Wade was handed down, we just can't go back to that, she said, saying that it's unconscionable to her and admitting she would probably get another wave of hate in her direction. Clinton further said because she is a deeply religious person, it's also unchristian to ban abortion. First of all, check, you know, <laughs> look at your source. Look at who is saying this bit of information. Um, no. No. Because life is sacred to God, all life, and life begins at conception. Um, and so to say that by taking away somebody's choice, you are um, unchristian, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. And I'm even going to go so far as to say that um, if you say well, if it's unchristian to take away choice, period, then you're also opening up 
the argument that it's unchristian to say that, um, you know, gay marriage is wrong. And then you're opening that up to saying, well, it's unchristian to say that pedophilia is wrong because it is their choice to love that child. And that's not okay with me. Yeah. Um, the, what she's doing here is something that abortion, um, proponents have done since the beginning with the Roe v. Wade thing Mm -hmm. is blame the church for any like quote unquote back alley abortion death or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, what's interesting and something that even today, not many people realize, uh, industry insider Bernard Nathanson admitted that those in his camp fabricated large numbers of women who died from illegal terminations prior to Roe v. Wade. Uh, in his book, The Abortion Papers, Dr. Nathanson admitted that the whole uh, 5,000 to 10,000 women die every year from illegal abortions thing was completely made up. Mm-hmm. It was chosen uh, because it was a nice, round, and scary number, mm-hmm. and it was fed to the public it's and the media. Yeah, fed to the public and the media in the late 1960s, uh, and... There was no, there's no documentation. Mm-hmm. There's no anything still today, but it's still repeated today as, as it was fact. When in reality, the actual number was closer to 300, not 5,000 or 10,000, 300 a year, a number that is still roughly the same here in America year to year, uh, long after Roe v. Wade. So to even claim I mean, I mean, this was just this was how they planned it. And a lot of people have admitted this that were a part of that is that they didn't care that they were lying because they thought they were doing the right thing and still feel that they were doing the right thing. And so if that lie got the right thing to happen, then. Here's my my big thing, and I'm not even I'm not even going to bring Jesus into this. We have been there. There have been several generations that have not um, expected people to be held responsible for their actions. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'm going to just say that everyone, this is going to be a bold statement, everyone knows that there is a possibility that if you have sex, you can get pregnant. A mm-hmm. woman can get pregnant. So... There's, there's no reason for, for us to say, well, you know, if, if you, you, you know, you had sex, you had a fun night, whatever. Oh no. Now you're pregnant. Well, go ahead and get rid of it. Cause that's just inconvenient. No, you need to be responsible for your actions. Now on the other side of that, I do get really irritated when I hear women say, well, if he's man enough to lay down and make a baby, he should be man enough to raise one. Well, I'm going to take it a step further and say, if you're woman enough to lay down and and have sex with somebody, you should be woman enough to at least bring that baby to term and give it to somebody who will love and raise that child. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's it's a it's an extreme double standard. You know, oh, this man he had sex with me and now I'm pregnant and he doesn't want to take care of it. You're doing the same thing if you're saying, well, I had sex, but I don't want to raise this baby. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I see where you're going. So it's just, it is an extreme double standard and I don't like it. It is a life. And nobody ever said that just because you have a baby 
Doesn't mean you have to love it. Doesn't mean you have to raise it. Give it to a family of people who can't have babies. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Well, first of all, I'd trust the band, the Chelsea Clintons, on political things more than I'd actually trust the actual, Chelsea Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> um, but since we're talking about her, Roe v. Wade is, first of all, regarded as one of the worst written decisions in the history of the Supreme Court. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, they, they tried to bend it onto a, a right to privacy uh, guaranteed by the 14th Amendment, which, okay, so if I take you into my house and I, I beat your head in with an ashtray, like, I, I privately did that in my own house, Matt Coker. I can, <laughs> I can do that. Um, and the other pro- big problem is this is they're spending so much time um, going, you're not going to take Roe v. Wade from us. You can't do it. First of all, yes, they can. Second of all, no, they're not. <laughs> and third, because Neil Gorsuch, if, if, if anybody was going to repeal Roe v. Wade, it was going to be Neil Gorsuch. It was not going to be Tom Cavanaugh. Tom Cavanaugh doesn't care about Roe v. Wade. Right. I mean, he might a little bit. Sorry, Tom. I'm not trying to generalize you, but because he's listening, everybody's pretty. <laughs> everybody's pretty pretty aware that he's going to be really hard on Second Amendment, and everything else is going to be kind of eh, whatever. Um, and and lastly, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, it's just let's just talk about the hypothetical that if it did. Really, all that means is that you can get an abortion in California, but you probably won't be able to get one in Alabama. It's really all it means. The states still have a right, would still have the right to offer abortions, should the states want to. Yeah. And really, should that be a big problem? Because where do most people that want to get abortions live? Blue states. You're spending a lot of time arguing about stuff that you really just don't need to argue about. <laughs> like you're so they're so concerned about. It. I was like, just just stop. Like, spend your time campaigning against the people you don't want in office. You need to be our official political correspondent, John Berkey. Yes. Maybe come on. Give me a call. <laughs> uh, the last thing about this whole thing, Chelsea Clinton. Is that she was allowed to just spit that out yeah. about how banning abortion would be unchristian and not have to follow up that claim at all. Mm-hmm. They just moved on. How? Oh, yeah. Why? In what universe? <laughs> uh, it's almost as bad as, um, and you may have talked about it, but but when, when the Pope came out and was like, you need to, you know, uh, be, prayer, be, be in prayer against the great accusers. We're the great accusers in this situation, Popey. <laughs> Popey Franks. Papa Francisco, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> but yeah, Chelsea Clinton, and she's not going to have to. That's the thing, is because, um, you know, Don Lemon's going to get on CNN, or, or uh, Jim Acosta's going to get on CNN, talk about how much Jim Acosta loves Jim Acosta and Chelsea Clinton for this. <laughs> she's going to be hailed by the left. And they're going to play that clip, and the left's going to use this 
they're gonna go, yeah, what she said, it's unchristian-like. And then the right's gonna sit here and go, what? Because <laughs> Ted Cruz isn't gonna argue with them on this. <laughs> He's just gonna stare at them. Oh, it's a weird time. Weird time to be alive here in America, y'all. It's Throwback Thursday. Let's go back to a simpler time. The late 90s. Amen. When, when the newsboys were wondering what they're going to eat in hell. Should they ever end up I there? I was going to say, <laughs> no. Because it so ain't breakfast, y'all. They don't. It ain't breakfast. Captain Crunch, he done, <laughs> he waving for a while. When we come back, punch buggy. Stick around. podcast it's almost over tomorrow's friday y'all amen just hang in there amen hang in there amen. one last is this the back row baptist podcast or is this what did i say back row baptist podcast? podcast i'm sorry it's not it's not that <laughs> it's not. it's the back row morning show i'm just with you two here it feels like a podcast it feels podcasting it feels podcastish uh, it's a morning show here on Back Row Radio. We're rounding out the day. This is our last segment. One more news story. Uh, you would think that after the last segment, we would try and, and end on a positive note, but you'd be wrong. Uh, news story today. Say your last goodbye to the slug bug. No. Volkswagen will no. no longer be making its famous Beetle cars, according to the BBC. Production will cease in July of 2019. The German car design has been around since the 1930s when uh, Hitler had a hand in its creation. Uh, and the basic look hasn't changed all that much since then. In 1997, Volkswagen debuted the new Beetle, a sleeker, more modern update to the original insect-like design. Uh, the last of the classic bugs were produced in 20, or 2003. Uh, and in 2011, the company replaced the new Beetle with another design that tweaked the bugs look just a little bit more. But now it seems like even the updated Beetle's going away. Over its decades-long run, the Beetle became one of the most recognizable cars on the road thanks to, in part, Disney, hippies, and, of course, Ted Bundy. Ah, uh, the good death, Ted Bundy. The death of the Beetle has Such been... Such a great group. Rumor. <laughs> your, best Hitler, mar- your best marketing group. Hitler, Disney, hippies, Ted Bundy. What do they all have in common? The slug bug. Uh... <laughs> They're all looking for just a little extra room. <laughs> the death of the Beatles has been rumored for a while. A Volkswagen executive alluded to the car's demise at the Geneva Motor Show in March of 2018. But a company spokesperson later walked that statement back, saying there were no plans to get off the car. Recently, there were also rumors that an electric Beetle would be coming. It's uh, electric. Electric Beetle. But the idea seems to be off the table for now. VW only sold... 15,166 Beatles in the U.S. in 2017, uh, which is not a lot for a No, but if they kept that car. 2003 design, they could have sold more. <laughs> anyway. Could the Beatle be revived one day? Maybe. 
in a press statement, the CEO of Volkswagen's U.S. arm, Heinrich Wobichen, there's a lot of syllables all in once, a lot of uh, consonants, uh, said that he would never say never of the potential for a revival of the car down the road. So the company seems to be leaving the door open. But if you're not ready to say goodbye to the VW Bug just yet, you've still got a few months to run out and buy the 2019 Beetle Final Edition, the last model that will be produced by the company. What are clowns going to ride in? Right? Can I have one? Smart cars. I doubt it. I want one. Um, okay. Please. <laughs> You're working, girl. Do you say... Uh, so I go get a car right now? Do you say slug bug or... Slug bug. Punch buggy. You say red slug bug, no tag backs. And then you punch them. No tag backs is implied. That's never no, 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 a no. thing. No, it's not. Because if you don't say no tag backs, I can get you and that's my bug. No. Yes, it is. No. That's dumb. That's a dumb rule. You're a dumb rule. The whole thing is punch buggy white or whatever. No. And you just get to hit the person and that's the mm. end of it. It's no. just the first person that sees it. See, here's what I want them to do. Is they're going to get rid of the, the bugs. I want them to bring back the vans. VW vans. Yes. Yeah. Go with a completely different insect. Like the mantis. <laughs> It's a long, thin, pointy car. <laughs> it's the Volkswagen Centipede. Ew, it's, got no. it's got a hundred wheels. <laughs> <laughs> no. The whole thing is made like those two-length buses, the middle part. The whole thing is just the middle part. It just bends and curves and slithers along the road. That's disgusting. I'm really I'm sad. A... I've always wanted a, a, a bug. Deidre and... has, too. Deidre's always wanted. She's always wanted specifically... A, I want a yellow one. Purple polka dotted one. I want a yellow like 05 bug. That is what I want. I went to high school with a girl Please. who had a yellow bug and the hubcaps were daisies. Aww. John, I want it. We need new cars <laughs> shout anyway. To, shout out to Jessica Farkas. <clears throat> Your father is hilarious. Yes. All right. Let's end the show. Bible verse of the day. Joel 2.23, be glad, O children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the latter rain, as before. Mm, girl. And the thought for the day. <laughs> Greg, Ooh, girl. Greg Laurie says, when you choose to forgive someone, you are setting a prisoner free, yourself. Forgiven people need to be forgiving people. Wise for words from Dr. House. <laughs> seriously That's the Hugh first Laurie. the first morning show oh Hugh Laurie no. the first morning show it's Greg House Mo Hugh read that show this was the guy from the TV show <laughs> like no that's, that's Hugh, Laurie. Hugh Laurie Hugh Laurie was House Mo oh so yeah literal <laughs> literal you're happened. just killing it with the impressions today. that's all great <laughs> that's Mo exactly that's what <laughs> <laughs> that's Mo spot on Spot on, Mo. Tell me I'm wrong. All right. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into a podcast for you over at backrowradio.com. That's it for this week, but we'll be back next Monday. Tune in tomorrow morning for the same tunes from our... Bah, bah, oh. At the same time. Time in tomorrow tuning for the Teen Star first. First of all, it's gibberish day. I'm say what I want. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow morning at the same times for our buddies Donnie and Jordan. 
with our Friday morning short show. Sure. You're my friend and I trust you. Friday morning, Except George. I'm not saying that to Matt Coker because he's not my friend and I don't trust him. <laughs> then tune in Saturday for Chapter Day morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. It's Hear No Evil with Chris and Justin, a show on pop culture, life, and faith. At 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific, it's Free Play with Bubba, Matt, and Kate coming from the Love Thy Nerd Outreach Ministry to the gaming community. And lastly, keep up with the world of Southern Baptists at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific with Not Another Baptist Podcast hosted by Matt and Kyle. Lastly, remember that September is National Recovery Month and we are giving away a prize pack of awesomeness on September 27th to one random follower who shares our giveaway post on Facebook or retweets our giveaway tweet on Twitter. That post is also on Instagram. Find it at our account at Backrow Radio. Repost it and make sure you tag us so we can count your entry. Hillary, what's the final word? I really want some chips and salsa. <laughs> All right. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. See also, you. hopefully Mo will be back with us. Wait, I did a hopefully I Mo will be back. John, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. And uh, peace out, everybody. Have a good week. Peace out. Peace out, Cub Scout. Peace out. Peace out.